This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Howie Nestel. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Chris Linehan, a sales and networking expert and a sales coordinator at The Staging Company. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was excited to have you on because you, you do. You network like a madman out there, so you're everywhere all the time. So we're excited to talk not only about Staging Company, but also what you're doing in networking out there. Definitely. Also, uh, in studio with us today is Howie Nestel, the owner of Sharkmatic Advertising, where he and his team have helped over 1,500 clients grow their marketing influence. Howie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. I'm your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistant executives or virtual executive assistants from outside the United States. Quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to have your company featured on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com. Or you can call our office at 210-879-8804. That's 210-879-8804, and we can get you booked onto the show. So, Chris, let's start a little bit about your background, uh, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of what led you to where you're at today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, joined the Marine Corps back in 97, uh, did that for quite a while, got out in 05 because I thought I wanted to go to college. Uh, by 2007, I was not interested in being in college anymore, so... Tried to go back into the Marine Corps. They wouldn't have me as prior service. So I went into the Army, served from 07 to 2014 when I was medically retired after coming back from Afghanistan. Okay. Um, medically retired? Was it a combat related or just? Yeah, it was combat related. Was it? Yeah. Thanks for your service there, man. That's, yeah. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up at the staging company? What's the road there? Um, so a little bit of a long road. Once yeah. I got out, had no direction. So I did finally go back to college, finished that, graduated here at, um, in Corner Word and started at USAA, uh, lasted about nine months at USAA, went over and moved over to Apple, uh, worked in the Apple store for three years, just about, and, um, kind of got tired of technology, opened my own, um, J-Dog junk removal and hauling franchise, did that for you know, about two years-ish, and um, got rid of all my assets. And it was time to take some time off because I was retired. After about five months, I think my wife was tired of ha having me at home, and she was like, hey, Chris, you're going to go back to work, right? right. And uh, so I applied with the staging company, and wouldn't you know it, like a couple of interviews later, I've been there almost 20 months now. You like so, sales, right? Is, I, is that your thing? Yeah, I, I love sales. I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. And um, just that networking piece of it. I love hunting for the deals. Nice. I like that. You don't find a lot of people that way these days. Most everybody wants to work from Zoom. You know, nice shirt up top, pajamas at the bottom. And, and they don't want to deal with humans in real life and shake hands and press flesh. So, yeah, good for you. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like, um, I truly enjoy it, and I do it not just in San Antonio, but I'll go to Austin to meet with people. I've been to Dallas to meet with people uh, because we pretty much cover everything from Dallas south um, yeah. based out of San Antonio. And the, the staging company, I've heard of you guys. I know you're a big company. Uh, for those people that don't know, I know it has nothing to do with stages and concerts. So tell us what the staging company does. Yeah, so um, when, say, like if you were going to be selling your house but you needed to move all your stuff out, what you do is you call us and um, we kind of figure out like what exactly needs to go back into that house to showcase it well, 
to set it apart from the other 10,000 houses that are on the market here in San Antonio. And um, with that, you know, you don't just get like our staging stuff, but you also get us posting to social media to help you sell your house faster. Um, or even if you just moved into a new house and you don't like the way the builder decorated it, you can give us a call. We come out, do everything we need to do, like figure out a plan that works for you. And we help you redecorate or get it set up for you for your forever home. Yeah, I love that. And and I know that there's a lot of statistics. We don't have to get into specific numbers, but a house is more likely to sell if it looks like it is lived in, but without a bunch of clothes and you know, junk all over the place from the kids. So you'd stage professionally and people can then visualize what it might look like when they move in, right? The potential buyers. Oh, absolutely. And um, I, I like to say it kind of gives them that like perceived ownership already because they can immediately start envisioning their own stuff in place of what we've put in there, which kind of really makes it an emotional attachment for them. And they can start like getting excited about the house. So are all staging companies alike though i mean you stage you stage is there really is it really a big deal who you call um i mean obviously coming from the staging company i would say that we're all a little bit different yeah. um not that one is better than the other but we are different in the fact that we do have a sixteen thousand square foot warehouse here in san antonio many instances you can call us on a monday and we can have your house staged on a wednesday um that's unheard of we own all of our own furniture so we don't have to worry about rental hiring movers. We have everything like we need in our warehouse to get it done. Well, there's a design eye that's needed for that too, right? It's not just throwing furniture on the ground or on the floor and the paintings on the wall or whatever. There's a design element to that, right? Oh, there absolutely is. And um, we go out and look at every house. In many instances, I take our staging coordinator, who is that design eye with me so that she can see it firsthand, like what exactly fits in there. So as a business model, would you say that you guys earn whatever you really charge and then some. So if somebody, if a house is going to sell for a thousand dollars, you guys stage it, the staging pays for itself because now the house is going to sell for way more than a thousand dollars. ROI there. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so with that, like I definitely feel like not only have we earned their business, but we've earned what we charge for it. And, um, with that, we also have, you know, different levels of staging, right? Like every company does. Um, you're not going to put stuff in a 500 square foot apartment that you would put in a multi-million dollar home. So that's part of the reason we go out and really get a feel for the space. And that way we understand exactly what needs to go in there. So uh, military veteran, how would you say that that's impacted how you are in your career now? So like for me, um, coming from the military, knowing like every couple of years you have to make new friends. Mm -hmm. So like that kind of helps me uh, with what I do for networking because I, I look at it as an opportunity to make friends and build relationships. Right. And if it wasn't for the military, I might not have those skills that I need to be successful in my job. Now you're participating with the San Antonio Veteran Chamber of Commerce. It's, is it called something different? Yeah, we, the name just got actually changed to Central Texas Veterans Commission. Okay. Um, because we're including like that 35 corridor between San Antonio and Austin now. And um, so it's, it's a really good opportunity to, to network, you know, and get to know like other business owners out there so that we can really like pass those referrals back and forth. Okay, good. Yeah, we need more of that. I, I was actually surprised because we had a chamber of veterans, chamber of commerce, but it wasn't really being run. It wasn't really, as far as I know, it wasn't, there wasn't much to it, but then you guys kind of stepped in um, and 
Well, you're part of the board, right? Um, not yet. Not yet. I want to be. Um, well, I know some people are working on it and really kind of pushing it forward. And it seems like it's making some pretty good progress. Yeah, we, we actually do business with them. That's how I got involved with it. Um, I stepped away from some of the other things that were heavier commitments so that I could focus on something that was closer to my heart with um, working with other vets. Yeah. So I have a, a, a deep respect for people who come out of the military and go into business because it's been my experience from my clients that are veterans. They do better in many ways than civilians that haven't had that formal training in the military. They're a lot more adaptable. They're a lot more resourceful. They're a lot more meticulous about checking things off the list and getting them done than civilians that are sort of a little bit, uh, I don't know, how do I say this without without offending anybody? Well, certainly you know, we're, 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 we're a lot softer in the civilian world and we're more into the land of manana. Here, we don't have to do this now, whereas the folks I have in the military, they give me a time frame of the things they want from the ad agency and they check it off and then they follow up. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love that. Those are the things that entrepreneurs can actually learn from the military to implement to have a successful business because it's not easy. Entrepreneurship is not easy. Sales not easy. It could be fun. Chris is making it fun. Mark, you make it fun. But it's not easy. And then life happens. There's pandemics. Mm-hmm. There's 2008s. There's Y2Ks. There's tech bubble bursts. There's wars breaking out in different parts of the world. And that affects the psychology of the consumer. And then prices of houses go down. Pricing of staging goes up because now you can't get new material, you know, supply chain shortages. So there's always something going on in business. And you need this kind of mindset, this perseverance mindset that I see a lot of the military clients that I've had have and a lot of the civilian clients I have don't have that mindset. So it's funny you bring up the the follow-up part of it, though. Um, A lot of people, like I talk to a lot of other business owners, and the first thing I ask them when they're saying that their sales are down is, well, what's your follow-up being like? And they're like, well, they filled out the form online. I called them once and then just kind of moved on. Mm. And I, I'm like, you, you know, you got to talk to them probably eight to 12 times before they're even ready to do business with you. And they're like, no, no, that, that can't be true. But I was like, look, try it and just try it a little while. If that doesn't work out for you, like, hey, you can tell me I was wrong. Right. Money back and, guarantee um, from Chris. <laughs> so, I, you know, a couple of the guys that have done it, they were like, man, you were right. Like, it does take a lot to get these people. Like, they show the initial interest and then... I kind of disappear from their radar because I showed my initial interest. I'm like, yeah, just follow up with them. So if you like stats, the the <laughs> statistic on the follow-up game, as you called it, and I love that, is that you have to tell somebody something seven times before they think they've heard it for the first time. So the first six times, pretty much wasted. Oh, yeah, my wife would agree <laughs> with you on that. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've been needing to clean out some stuff at our house, and I, I think we're probably like, Five or six times. Oh yeah. So I got to wait another two. two yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. average is six months, right? On before uh, you know, husband gets stuff taken care of. Right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you guys, okay. So we talked about home staging. What else do you guys stage? Commercial events. Tell me a little so, bit about that. Uh, we we will stage just about anything. If we haven't done it before, we will figure it out. Um, but we have done events at the convention center. We've done the RV show at the Freeman Coliseum. Um, we're actually probably going to be doing a bigger version of that next year when it comes back around. We staged the VIP tents for the rodeo um, for the barbecue cook-off this year. And most recently, we staged um, the Witty Museum space for Kinetic Kids. 
And it's a great organization. Absolutely. And I fully believe in what they're doing. So when the opportunity came up, we jumped at it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and most people show up to events and then you see sofas and lamps and some cool stuff and shelves. And, and you think like, wow, who did this? Right? The staging company. I love that. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of times if you go to a venue and it's not staged, it's a little boring, like the stuff that they already have there that they bought yeah. years ago and they just have sitting there. I've been to real cool parties at hotels. They have these really cool sofas and these love seats and these chairs and bean bags. And you have this whole, it's a whole different feeling than just this big empty room you walk into, right? With round tables and the, and the, the rental chairs. Yeah, it really creates that atmosphere that they're looking for. And even with those, you know, we go down, we meet with, um, for that one, we met with the coordinator from the Witty, and then, of course, the whole decision-making team from Kinetic Kids. And uh, we just kind of brought their their vision to life. They told us kind of basically what they wanted, and we made it happen for them. And, Chris, where does this inventory come from? Uh, so we have a 16,000-square-foot warehouse here in San Antonio. Um, and at any given time, we can do 100 houses, 100 events, whatever it takes. Ooh. Um, wow. We own all of our own furniture there in-house. So somebody calls, we're ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah, 16,000 square feet, that's huge. That's about half the size of your house, right, Mark? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you do a lot of networking here locally, right? So give us some insight into your method of networking. So uh, one of the first things I do, especially if it's at a group that I've never been to, um, I always try to figure out about how many people have RSVP'd for it because you can see the RSVP list on a lot of the things that I do because I find it on Eventbrite and Meetup, and that kind of tells you, like, hey, like 57 people have RSVP'd. Of course, that includes myself. So my job, like, when I get there, the way I look at it is there's 56 people in this room that I've never met before. I want to try to meet as many people as possible in that short amount of time but also leave them with a little bit of something so that they remember me instead of just a business card, I got to tell a little joke or, you know, something to break the ice. And um, it, it, it's successful for me. Like, really, like, that's that's the main thing I do is try to get in there and meet everybody that um, I haven't met before. What's that approach look like, though? Because we've seen it. We've all seen it, right, where the guy comes up and says, you know, hey, my name's so-and-so, and they shove a card in your face. It's like I don't, I don't even carry a business card. Okay. I don't have to. Man, and I was uh, going to ask you for one. <laughs> We, I'm going to go find you right now on social media. You know, we're in go the digital you. world. Do you have the QR so, code on your back? Um, not on this. We do have QR codes on every one of our T-shirts that you can scan. But more importantly, I carry the dot card or um, I use Blink for, you know, uh, digital business cards. And I'll just walk up and be like, hey, guys, how's it going? Um, you know, you got a second? I'd like to introduce myself, figure out what you guys do, let you know what I do. And um, see if they're, you know, maybe we can partner up some way. And maybe I can refer business to you. And if you ever have somebody that needs business from me, like you can refer them to me. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. You know, I, I never go into any kind of situation expecting somebody to give me a referral because staging is such a, like a small group of people that need that. But everybody needs a handyman or a plumber. Right. And so like, I really like to build those kind of connections so that I can bring the people together. Yeah. Love it. Well, uh, Mark, Heather and I, and the rest of the hosts, uh, um, you know, Genevieve and, and, and maybe uh, Keaton, we're all going to tattoo a QR code right here on our arm. <laughs> and then you could just scan Let's Talk Business right here. You know, and get, yeah, that's what I'm saying, a tattoo right here. It, well, as you, as you get older, though, you might need to hit some Botox yeah. in it to keep it scannable. Oh, but, yeah. um, <laughs> it, what's funny is uh, the business owner, Brandon, and I, we joked about that. Like, hey, like if we hit this amount of money, like we're going to get QR codes done. 
Um, unfortunately, we haven't hit that yet, but definitely if, if we hit that, that dollar amount, um, I'm going to follow through with it and get a QR code tattooed on me. There was a I story I read years and years ago that a burrito place, not in San Antonio, I think it's Seattle or somewhere, said that if you were to tattoo their logo on your body at least three inches or whatever in diameter, you get a burrito a week for life. And they had so many people go out and do it they that they no, they had to stop. They had to stop the promotion. Uh, well, wait a minute. I got it tattooed. I want <laughs> my burrito. That must have been a good burrito. That's deceptive <laughs> business practices right there. Right. No, so social media, I, I'm huge with social media. I do a lot of stuff on it. Even when I go to mixers now, it's like, you know, some people don't, they won't have a business card, but they'd be like, hey, let's follow each other. That's another way to stay connected. Are you doing anything there, or do you pretty much um, stick to? I really don't do a lot of social media um, just because there's a lot of, like, I see a lot of negativity on social media just because my friend group. Um, uh, but I do need to make one just for business stuff and be able to connect that way as yeah. well. But, yeah, I, I do a lot just using my Blink card. I don't have to carry it around other than my phone, scan a QR code shares contact back and forth so that we're immediately connected through that. And I like, I really like the idea though of connecting like on Instagram um, because it's, it's a way if they're on the gram, whatever, if they're active there, then it's like now you can kind of get in front of them periodically. Yeah. You can kind of drip, drip, drip over time. What do you do, Howie? Do you do, I know you're connecting with people all the time. Yeah. And I don't use those cool names like, the gram. I still call it Twitter and X. And now I'm trying to learn X and the gram. No, but I'm on I'm on social media. I'm on social media all the time. And I use it primarily for business, but I also use it to advance non nonprofit causes because I connect and I get to tag people and all that stuff. And it's pretty neat to see I referred somebody to a speaking event. They didn't even tell me they got it. And then today I see the venue posted and they have a picture of him and they tagged him and it came up on my feed. And then I liked it and I commented, but then I also did a screenshot and circled the guy's face and texted it to him. I'm like, way to go, <laughs> you know? Cause yeah. I, so I try to combine platforms. I'm still, I'm like you, Chris, and like Mark, I'm old school. I want to see people, talk to them in person, hang out, go to the staging company, walk through your warehouse, check it out, invite you to come to the Children's Rehabilitation Institute, take a tour, see how the rehabilitation of the children goes there. And then maybe we come up with an idea for the gala next year, you know, and then you guys are involved. But then I'm a posting machine. So whenever somebody does something for any of the nonprofits or whatever it is, I want to make sure they're rewarded and mentioned on social media, distributed. Sometimes we make a video, but I do that not so much just to get them business, but I want to inspire other business owners to connect with nonprofits, to community, to serve others. You know, I got an opportunity a while back and you were there, Mark, to speak to a group of veteran business owners and talk about what it's like to go into your own business. These are people that are just getting started. I was like, man, what a great opportunity. And then some reached out, I said, just call me. I'm not selling you anything. Call, you have my cell number, call, let's talk if you have any questions about setting up your business. That's what makes business fun. That's what makes entrepreneurship easier. That's what gets you through pandemics because then people wanna do business with you. I always say business loyalty is when a customer is willing to step over prices to pay you more and step over competitors to get to you because they want to do business with Chris, because they want to do business with Mark. That's business loyalty. It's not having a lower price. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I, I feel like sometimes when people are quick to lower their price, they're kind of saying that, hey, like we're cheap. Right. Um, we don't lower our price. Our price is kind of what it is. And, you know, obviously we shop the market, um, various forms of it. And we know we're not we're not the cheapest, but we're also not the most expensive. But we can get it done quicker than those other guys. Well, I know you didn't say it, but you want to say you're the best, but you don't want to say it because you don't want to. I mean, we are. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Well, look, it, it's not even a, usually about price. It's about value. Is what the staging company doing, does that provide value? Then the price is really irrelevant because you're bringing the value. Definitely. That ROI. So another thing you do, I think that's kind of cool, is when you go visit, uh, what, not only when you visit, but you'll send out uh, like treats and stuff like that to the location. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I just printed something off. Um, I made it um, for Halloween. And uh, basically, it's just a little card and um, sticking like a Reese's or Twix or something to it, some like little fun size. But it says, it's got jack-o'-lanterns on it. It's like, let's carve out some time to talk about your real estate oh, needs. Mm. I like that. Um, you know, I, I like to have a little gimmick because when I go to different places, you know, sometimes you get stuck at that gatekeeper. Um, you know, those receptionists, they're really protective about who goes into these buildings. So I'll, I'll take it for them. And they're like, oh, it's for us? And I'm like, yeah, like, that's for you guys. Like, mm -hmm. And then next time somebody needs staging, if they're talking about it around there, you know, they're like, hey, call these guys. So it just kind of sets me apart a little bit. And I, I'm trying to get more people on board with stuff like that. But So are you doing cold calling? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I do nice. cold calls. Um, I'll Let's explain up. that to the listeners. That's when somebody <laughs> in sales goes to a place that, some, that they don't know anybody. Nobody referred them there. They don't have an appointment. And they go in or they call and they follow up and they try to get to the decision maker to make a presentation about what they do. Wow, what a concept. Cold calling. Oh, it's not yeah. even just um, just going in. I still actually pick up the phone and cold call people. I will go through Zillow listings, listings on Realtor.com, whatever I got to do to try to figure out where I'm getting those next deals from. And I'll just pick up the phone and start calling people. Roughly speaking, percentage-wise, how much business do you get? You know, what's what's the percent, your close rate on cold calls or cold visits or whatever? Would you say you get 10% out of every you know, I'm 10% of the people you cold call turn into clients. What's the percentage? So, um, and you can the, say it over time. It could be that it yeah. took you six months. It doesn't matter. So, uh, picking up the phone and actually calling people, um, I would say I probably have a 5% close rate, but when I go to visit these different places, it's much higher. I'd say about 40 or 50% close rate. Oh, nice. You spend all your time going out there from door to door then. Yeah. 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 This it's, time best used i mean it's the most expensive form of like touching base because you're spending a lot of time out there on the road you know gas isn't cheap these days but um really like if that's how i can close business that's how i'm going to do it how are you picking where you go um so basically i just put a map up and shoot a shotgun at it no um <laughs> i'm very like methodical about how i decide where i'm going to go so you know we're over by the airport there's a lot of real estate brokerages over there I know a lot of those real estate brokerages already have staging companies they like to work with. Those teams are very loyal to the people they use. So I'll look and be like, okay, well, Castle Hills has like four or five of them. I've never even talked to these people. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. They're like all within a minute and a half of each other. So I'll break it off and go there. Or there's some out by where I live. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. Like Tuesday, this is what I'm doing. I'll find them in small groupings and go visit those places like all in one day just to get it all knocked out. What's your approach? I mean, you go in, what are you doing? Twix so, bars. 
Take some of these Hershey's, by the way. Feel free to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, just having that little gimmick, whatever. Like, I mean, I could take in a handful of mints and be like, hey, I just wanted to drop by and talk to you guys. You know, like, do you know if the agents use staging? And if they say, yeah, we use it. Like, my next question is, well, how do I get in here to sponsor, like, a team breakfast or a right. lunch and learn? You know, and Givers of- gain, man. What can I do for you to talk to people? So okay. like I mean that's that's pretty effective like because you're not really asking for anything other than who do I need to talk to to schedule something mm-hmm. to come in here and pitch this idea to them, right? And to buy you guys breakfast, right? I mean yeah, like I'm lunch. I'm all about buying breakfast. Like and San Antonio's like, like breakfast, right? Yeah, and they like breakfast tacos. <laughs> I mean I, I like food. Who doesn't like food? You know, all right? Um, but yeah, like that's how I'll approach them. Just kind of go in, a couple of quick friendly questions, and that's how it how it starts the process for me. Pretty slick. I like that. Is that. Are you cold calling, Howie? Huh? No, I, I'm cold sometimes when I'm calling. <laughs> sometimes it's cold, and then I'm calling. I Well, look, I did. I used to back in the day when there were phone books. I used to collect phone books, and I would call the Christian phone book, and I would call the regular Yellow Pages phone book, and I would call, and I would get business from it. Yeah, it was probably 5%. You know, one out of every 20 mm-hmm. turns into something. Showing up in person, the the percent increases for sure because humans sometimes like other humans and they don't want to turn them away and they don't want to be rude. And so they chat. So I, I love it. Uh, I would continue to do it. But now, you know, after 35 years in business, we get plenty of referrals, but I still market. I still do advertising. We do? still do social media. We still do email blasts. So. so let's talk about follow-up then. So you go out. You're doing an in-person thing. What's your follow-up from that? Because even you have said it takes multiple yeah, touches in order to get game. there. What so, are you doing? All right. So we're a little bit different than everybody else in that. Um, if I'm going to follow up with you, I'm going to sit down at my desk. I'm going to call you. I'm going to text you and I'm going to email you. Okay. That's three touches in one. Very next day, I've got a task already assigned to myself because our CRM, we can assign ourselves tasks. You're going to get the same call, email, text. Yeah. Not the same wording in each message, but it'll be, you know, just over and over and over like that. And um, really, my goal is to have them tell me, hey, stop calling or, you know what, you've called so much. Let's talk about this. Uh, And that's like it's just every day. Some people get three or four phone calls a day because I know like people are busy these days. Yeah, they are. You know, if you don't catch them right as soon as that phone is connecting to Bluetooth when they're on their way to lunch, you might never talk to them. I love it. That's legal stalking. You want a Howieism? Yes. Here's <laughs> we already got one kind yeah. of, right? I liked the one earlier. But. So here, here's the idea behind getting a yes or getting a close. You go out, you call, you text, you follow up by email, right? Your objective is to either get a yes or a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, we, There's we no it. going back to the office. Hey, boss, I made like 20 calls. I didn't get any business today. No, but if you tell him, hey, boss, I got three restraining orders, he'd be like, oh, you did Yeah, that's right. I got, I, yeah, I got three sales, <laughs> three sales and three restraining orders. That's a pretty good day. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that up on our sales meeting in the morning. Like, I'm going to tell him my intention is yeah. to get a yes or a restraining yeah, order. Yeah, you tell him how we sent you. So let me add to that because there's a restraining order and then here with a criminal trespass warning. <laughs> that's my law enforcement days. Right. Here. So anyway. But yeah, no, like I... That's, that's how my follow-up goes. Um, and really, like, because, I mean, we have templates that we can use. They're not always the greatest, you know, because some, nobody wants to, hey, like, hey, I want to introduce myself as a sales coordinator. Very next day, they get the same thing after I leave them a voicemail. So I will change things up, um, much to my boss's dismay at times, I'm sure, because they really want us to follow, like, 
certain things, but I'm like, Hey, like I've been trying to call you, you know, are you dodging my calls? Like what have you, or, you know, most recently it was, Hey, we started off really well. And then now we're here where you don't return my phone call and they'll pick up the call and be like, Hey, like I was just really busy. Like, I apologize. I wasn't putting you off. We're ready to go ahead and move forward with this deal. I'm like, cool, sign the contract. We'll get you on the schedule. Isn't that called the Glenn Close method? Right. <laughs> I'm not going to be ignored. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cook your rabbit. Whatever. Cool. All right. Uh, well, if folks want to get in touch with you, Chris, how do they do that? Um, well, they can give me a call at 210-761-6737. Uh, I'd love to discuss how the staging company can help them. All right. Cool. Any good mixers coming up that you want to shout out? Maybe out a week or so out, sometime um, later next week. You know, I haven't I haven't started looking that far out at the moment. Yeah. But when does uh, the veteran uh, thing meet? How often? I'd have to look that yeah. up too. Right. Have you looked I, up? I live uh, my life by schedules. Yeah. Have you uh, <laughs> Have you used SA Business Calendar? I have. San Antonio Business Calendar. Yeah, I, I yeah. do look at that. Um, a lot of times. When I look at it, there's not a whole lot of relevant stuff for what I'm doing because I really am looking for those investors, realtors, builders, things of that nature. Got it. But. All right. As we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our podcast at satalkradio.com. You can also catch video versions of the show there anytime. But that's going to be it for us for this one. Chris, thanks a lot for coming in. Howie, as always, a pleasure. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for having me. All right.